0: Welcome to A Tad Bit Crunchy, a podcast about transforming your life using natural and holistic hacks. I'm Whitney Bean, wellness and life coach and mom of four. I'm curious and learning right alongside you. I believe we can achieve better health and balance and still be on time for soccer practice most of the time. Hello, and welcome to A Tad Bit Crunchy. My name is Whitney Bean. I'm an integrative wellness and life coach. I'm an integrative somatic practitioner, and I am also a birth doula, and I am so excited that you joined me today. Before we get started, I wanted to mention something that is up and coming. February 6th, I'm holding a webinar um, entitled Parenting Beyond Your Triggers, and that webinar is going to be specifically talking about how do we parent... With all of these triggers that we have, so many times our triggers are from our past and we want to parent differently. But in that moment, you parent the way that you parent. You just do. And sometimes it's so hard to get out of that habit loop, whether it's something that you learned from your own childhood or from the people around you, the other parents around you, your spouse, or maybe it's just something that feels like that's the natural way that you are parenting It's so hard to get away from those. And we feel so triggered in the moment. Those triggers feel so intense and so strong. It's hard to get away from that. And so we're going to talk about why that is. What are those triggers? Where are they coming from? Why are they so powerful? And then what do we do about them moving forward? So February 6th, the link for signing up is going to be in the show notes. It's absolutely free. I'm going to hang out with it for an hour. Um, I'm going to talk for about 45 minutes, go over um, my own PowerPoint. And then we'll dive into some questions. So when you sign up for that webinar, you're going to have the opportunity to ask questions right then. You can submit questions for me to answer and I can integrate those into the um, conversation. And then we can also have a discussion at the end um, where you can ask live questions as well. So this topic of triggers is really interesting. And this week on Instagram, I asked parents, I asked, what are some of your biggest or what's one of your biggest parenting triggers? And thank you so much for all those that responded. It is so awesome to hear what is actually going on in everyday life. So some of those answers were things like sibling on sibling aggression. Yes. So hard. So, so hard. Another one was a messy kitchen, just triggered by a messy kitchen, right? I feel like we all feel so much better when things are clean and tidy and it's so hard to not let our emotions feel so intense and triggered when things are untidy or when they are cluttered. Um, Another one was um, something like your child or kiddo that is sad when they are tantruming, when they are crying, when they're having a hard time, it is triggering for you. Another one was when um, this person's child does not play on their own. They're not a self player. They're not somebody that wants to play on their own. And right now is an only child. And so really hard on mom because um, a kiddo is always wanting to be with them. So that is a trigger or another one was fighting bedtime. So these are, thank you so much. Again, these are so powerful to hear what those everyday triggers are. And we all differ slightly in those triggers, but we can all empathize with the fact that like we have triggers. There are things that are just hard, things that are harder than other things when they come up. And a lot of times in parenting, because of our routines, they come up frequently, right? So something like bedtime, it's going to come up at least once a day or something like a kitchen that isn't tidy. We have to use the kitchen, right? So there's gonna be numerous times a day where we might be dealing with that and so as parents a lot of these triggers are happening at least once a day if not numerous times a day and so that's a piece of it too that is so difficult and hard to wrap our minds around is how do I get my head above water and feel better more relaxed in the moment when these triggers are happening frequently they're coming up really frequently and they just feel like they're repeated over and over and over Now, I'm not going to dive in today about how to heal triggers. I love working with triggers. They were one of my favorite things. And when we work in a proper way, we get to a place where triggers are disappearing or dissipating or lessening over time Naturally. So, we're not having to force any result. We're not having to pretend that there's no trigger. We're simply feeling less of a traumatic response internally. So, our somatic person, that body, is not actually having symptoms. We don't have that elevated heart rate. We don't have that quick rush of heat. We don't have that sweaty intensity real quick. We don't have that feeling of um, anxiety or that feeling of anticipation. So all of those things happen really, really quickly, really intensely. And over time, if our triggers are healing, we see less of that. So we're feeling better. We're feeling calmer. We're feeling more present. So we're not going to dive into all the tools and techniques of how to do that. In the last episode, I did talk about a few of my favorite skills that you can learn that will over time decrease your triggers. So if you didn't catch that episode, go back and listen to that one. That's going to help you out with some of those modalities, tools, techniques, skills that you can learn that will over time reduce the amount of triggers that you're having and the intensity of the triggers that you're having. Today, I wanted to talk about one of my triggers. (laughs) I thought this was a fun conversation. I was talking with a friend this week about this whole concept. In parenting, especially when we are you know, we are these awesome, aware, intentional parents, right? We want to do better. We want to create a better environment for our kids than maybe we had, or than we see, or, you know, the families around us, we say, man, that's not quite what I want. I want something a little bit different, right? So we are intentional. We really are putting in the time, the effort, the mindfulness, or at least the awareness that we want something different, but yet at the same time, we feel stuck. And so I've ha- I'm having this conversation this week with a friend and talking about triggers and just kind of going over a few of our triggers. And we came up, um, <laughs> we were talking about that trigger that I feel sometimes. And when I have felt that trigger in the past, um, and I've talked about this before, but over time of doing mindfulness, meditation, self-care, um, journaling, working, inner work, all of these good things. I have had so many less triggers and my triggers are way less intense, like totally manageable. And, um, I think that we just take for granted the fact that like we can get to that place. I think so often we're just like, this is mother life. This is mom life. This is parent life. This is just what it's like. But I promise you that we can get to a place where that is not The fact. Like we can be present with our kids. We can be patient with our kids. We can be good communicators with our kids. All of these things will come more naturally when we put in that leg work, leg work at the beginning. And we also went over Dan Siegel's book a couple of weeks ago um, on the podcast. And just a reminder there, I love that he says it's never too late. It's never too late to create secure. Attachments and secure relationships. So, even right now, today, if this is the first you're hearing of this and you're like, really? Like, is there really a different way? Can we do anything different? Like, as a mom, I'm just always going to be triggered, right? I'm always going to be fired up. I'm always going to be exhausted. But I'm here to tell you there is a better way and we can live in a more natural and peaceful place. So, this conversation with a friend, right? So, we're talking about triggers. This trigger used to be more intense for me, but it still is a little bit of a trigger. So when I talk to people who have um, kids who are slightly older than me or who have like hit a landmark a little bit ahead of me, and then they tell me about just wait, just, oh, just you wait until dot, dot, dot. I get triggered. I totally do. And let me tell you about this trigger. So for example, before I got married, okay, so I am dating my husband, we get engaged. And then I got so many of the just you waits about marriage. Just you wait until you have your first fight. Just you wait. Until you learn, you have to fight. Just you wait until you come up to a challenge together. Just you wait. And from so many different sources, I had the same kind of topic of like, just you wait, which to me felt like, oh crap, like, is that coming? Like, I don't want that. And so in no instance is the just you wait helpful for me at all. And I don't know if it's helpful for anyone, but I feel like I get it all the time. And especially when I was like first getting married, first having a baby, first raising a toddler, right? I felt like I got this so frequently of the just you waits, but I still even now get it. Like I have a 13 year old and I get the just you wait, right? Just you wait until she really becomes a teenager. And I always feel this sinking feeling. And for so long, I wondered, why do I feel so triggered? I wanna just enjoy the conversation or even blow off the conversation, right? And say, I'm doing things differently. I'm gonna try the way I'm gonna try and we'll see what happens, right? But I never know what to say in the moment. I never know exactly how to approach that conversation because it's a lose lose conversation. I'm not interested in this conversation at all. I don't wanna tell them, I don't want to contend with them, right? Like I don't want to tell them they're doing things wrong and that's why they're getting their result. I'm, I don't want to tell them I'm doing things differently and I'm going to get a different result. I don't want to tell them that I disagree. I don't re- even want to have this conversation because I don't think it's an appropriate conversation. And I don't think it's a helpful conversation. Um, a few weeks ago, I went over the three things, um, to think about before you say something, is it helpful? Is it true? Is it necessary? And these keep going through my mind. Is it true? Is it kind? Is it necessary? Because so often I am not interested in a conversation if it does not meet those criteria. (laughs) And sometimes I feel forced into a conversation or I don't really know how to navigate a a situation or a conversation when it gets to this point. And for the most part, like I've gotten pretty good at like noticing I'm not really interested in this conversation. Let's detour, right? And so I can bring up another question. I can deflect something of that nature. But sometimes in a conversation, I do struggle, right? I'm like, I don't know where to go with this conversation because I'm not interested in it. And so when I have that feeling, right? So that trigger for me I have to listen to that feeling. I have to listen to that trigger. So instead of just thinking, I don't know how to navigate this because they know more than I do. They're already in that situation. They already have teenagers. They've already been married longer than I have. I think that they're the expert, right? I feel, I already feel small in that conversation and I can never be bigger, right? I'm never going to be married more than longer than they are because they got married before I did, or I'm never going to have a kid older than, than, than them because they had a kid before I did, right? So I'm never going to be on the other side of that conversation and say, let me tell you, you just wait, right? I'm never going to be there. So I can't say that. I can't just wait till I get there that's not going to work. Um, I can go by the proof that I have of my life, right? I can say, you know what? I actually have great communication with my husband and we really never ever fight. And I've been married for more than 15 years. Okay. So I know that I can take the proof of my own life and I can say, look, this is what I've created, but really that's not doing anything either because it's my trigger. I'm not trying to prove anything to anyone. It's not like I'm going to go back to those conversations and say, Hey, look, I did it. I'm here. There are better ways to do it. There are better skills to learn because it's my trigger, right? It's not something that I can go back and say, look at the proof. So again, looking in that trigger, that trigger to me is intuition. The trigger that we're having is the the um, disconnect or discord between what we want and what is happening. Okay. So when we feel that dissonance, when we feel that strain, that is the tension that we are feeling. So when we have that trigger, so many times it is from our past. It's something that we have experienced in the past. And there's this piece of us that knows differently. It knows differently. And so if we listen to our triggers. And really get down deep to what is underneath, we can really make some progress. So going back to the podcast from last week, we talked all about those skills that will help you to decrease triggers because those skills are getting to those deeper layers. We're getting to what's really going on underneath and healing it. So as we get to those lower layers, as we start to heal things, things feel better. Triggers feel better. So if we go back to the example of the trigger of you just wait, I internally feel like I have a difference of opinion. I truly have a difference of opinion and accepting my own opinion and being aware of my own opinion is going to build confidence in me. So thinking about, okay, I have a different opinion. What are the values behind that opinion? Why do I believe that so strongly? And underneath, if I unravel or write down or unearth those values behind why I feel that strong, I'm going to feel more confident in why I feel that way. I'm going to feel more confident in my own life choices. I'm going to feel more confident even when somebody brings up the, oh, just you wait conversation. I'm going to feel okay. I'm not going to feel that same trigger because I've taken the time to build, build that confidence in my life, in my decisions. And so when we take a look at our triggers in our family, we have two sides of the triggers and we talk about triggers, even with our little kids, because we all have triggers and there's two sides of a trigger that I think are really important for healthy relationships. There's the one side where we have that awareness of, Hey, Hey, I see that you are a little bit triggered in this area or maybe not even use the word triggered if that's a trigger, but you can say, Hey, I can see that that is really something frustrating for you or Hey, that looks really hard. Can we talk about this? Right? So we're kind of buffering, talking about that in a gentle, kind, respectful way. And then within that trigger, we can, uh, we can work to heal the trigger. So going back to those two sides of the trigger in a relationship, there's the one side where, okay, there is a trigger and it is each of our Responsibilities to work on that trigger to try and heal that trigger. Okay. So, if let's say my daughter is super triggered, let's just say, so I have two girls that share a room. Let's say one of them dumps out her clothes on the floor and the other one comes in and she's super triggered. Like, oh, she always does this. She's done this her whole life. She always takes up the whole floor with all her clothes. (gasps) It's so frustrating, so annoying, right? So, then I say, okay, there's two sides to this trigger. So, that daughter who is having a hard time and feeling really frustrated about the other daughter, I can talk to her and say, um, "What are some ways that we can talk through this and work through this trigger?" Okay, so we are making some awareness around the actual trigger, and then on the other side. We talk about respecting triggers. So one of the triggers, um, one piece of it involves the actual individual who's feeling the trigger, and then the other side of it involves everyone else around them. And we talk about them in a very respectful way in our home. We don't use them as weapons, right? And we do not point and blame finger or point fingers and blame. We use it in a really respectful way. So there's the person that's having the trigger, and then everyone else. And we talk about how when somebody is triggered, we are respectful of that person's trigger because we each have triggers, right? So with my own kids, I can say, you know, in that conversation, Hey, I can see that this is really frustrating for you. Let's talk about it. And at the same time, we can help everyone else empathize by saying, Hey, to the other sister, let's say, do you know how you get so frustrated when your sister doesn't hang up her backpack and then it's on top of your shoes and it squishes your cute shoes? Okay. So that's a trigger for you. Just like this is a trigger for her. And so then we can help to empathize in, Oh yes. Okay. I know what you're feeling. I know what you're experiencing. And even though we have different triggers, we all know what it feels like to feel elevated. We all know what it feels like to feel dysregulated. And so we have those two sides. So again, the one side of like the individual who's experiencing the trigger, we are going to work on that over time. Triggers don't disappear all at once, but we can do some really awesome work to help decrease those triggers over time. And then on the other side, teaching everyone else how to be respectful of other people's um, pain points or triggers. So if you're in a safe relationship and something keeps happening that is triggering for you, you can even just use the words, Hey, I'm not sure what's going on right here, but whenever you bring up that topic or whenever we have this conversation or whenever this thing happens, I get triggered and I'm really sorry. And I'm totally working on it. But in the meantime, it would be really helpful if dot, dot, dot. So for this one sister, maybe she could say something along those lines. Hey, I feel super triggered. I get really frustrated when your clothes are on the floor. Is there any way that... We could make it so that maybe they stay on your side of the room or maybe just on your bed or what could we do to help you get your laundry put away quicker so that it's not always on the floor. So we can have a conversation about both sides, right? And as the person having the trigger, if you're in that safe relationship, you can offer that suggestion. Now there's going to be relationships where you can say your trigger out loud and it will be used against you, right? And so I'm in no way saying if you are in an unhealthy relationship, this is not something you want to dangle out in front of you. <laughs> your triggers might be better talked about and worked through in a different way conversation with someone different, not in that troubling conver- not in that troubling relationship. So going back to this trigger for me. Okay. So it, I feel it right internally, because why I feel it because I feel strongly that we are made to have good relationships. We are made to have and enjoy parenthood. We are made to enjoy our children and to be friends with them and to love them, right? And so many people can say, oh, but you don't know my kid. They are so difficult. They are so hard. And I hear you. I totally hear you. But internally, still, I will tell you, we are good humans. Most people are good humans, right? We are all working at it. We are all trying so hard. And so I will always internally tell you that something better is out there. If you are having a hard or difficult relationship and whether that's like building communication skills, problem solving skills, conflict resolution skills, making a change, um, um, switching things up, whatever that looks like, I truly believe that things could be better. And so I will always fight you against that. I will always say, I will always say, I cannot wait to have a teenage daughter. Oh, just you wait until dot 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 can be totally different right oh just you wait until you have a teenage daughter where you can be friends just you wait until you can spend time with your older kids doing things that you couldn't do with them when they were younger just you wait until you get to that time of life when you get to connect and giggle with them like you have never done before just you wait until your kids start to have interactions together that you aren't even a part of and you just get to sit back and enjoy just you wait until your kid looks in your face and laughs for the first time just you. wait until your kid starts crawling. It is the cutest thing in the whole world. So just you wait can be something amazing. It can be something beautiful. And for me, it doesn't have to be a trigger, but the reason that I have that depth of feeling is because there's something there that is a value of mine that wants to come out. Right? So then when I unearth that value, it feels so much better. When I go into a conversation and somebody says, just you wait, I know that I can feel confident in the fact that, you know what? I think I'm going to do. Okay. I think it's going to be all right. I can't wait because I have that past. I have that, um, those relationships in my past that have turned out. Okay. And even if things are hard and even if the other person chooses differently, I will be able to manage. I will be okay because I am resilient and I have that confidence that I have the skills intact to have boundaries if I need to, or to communicate if I need to, or to problem solve and conflict resolve if I need to. And so I can go into those conversations with confidence And let that trigger just be an awareness for me that, hey, I feel this strongly because I have strong beliefs around this area. I have strong beliefs around relationships. I have strong beliefs around parenthood. And that is awesome. It is so powerful to have those feelings and I can use them for good. Okay, so take those triggers of yours as you are having triggers throughout your day. Number one, be aware, just notice your triggers. And what do you feel during your, during those triggers? Okay, what am I feeling during this trigger? And then number two, what is the value behind why I feel so strongly about this? So let's say like your kid is not tying their own shoes and they are seven years old and you are like, oh man, my kid is not tying their shoes and they're seven years old. And then you're around your parents. And your parents are like, your kid doesn't know how to tie their shoe and there's seven. And then you feel that sugar, right? Like you feel it boiling fast inside of you step back. So first, well, first awareness, right? Okay. I'm triggered in this conversation, that comment, this situation, the circumstance, I am triggered. And then ask yourself, what does this trigger feel like? Kind of unearth it. You know, what are the thoughts going on in my head? What are the feelings going on in my heart? What does my physical body feel like? Is it hot? Is it tense? And what is my gut instinct telling me? And then what is the value that I care so deeply about in this scenario that is making this feeling so intense? So maybe that feeling is that, hey, I'm doing things just the way that I want to as a parent, maybe that feeling is my kid is doing great. Maybe that feeling is, this is something I've been working with my kid on for a long time, and we're going to keep working on it. So think about what is that feeling underneath? Is it questioning that feeling? So the trigger, the reason you have that trigger is because you are having that feeling that's underneath questioned. And you feel strongly about that thing and it's being questioned. So as you have that trigger, let's, I mean, I use the example of your parents, right? And so maybe that's something that you've heard over and over and over. And then you're like, oh, I'm creating a kid who is dependent on me and they're not independent and they're, they don't have their autonomy. And oh my gosh, my parents are so strong about having independence and autonomy as kids and kids should learn all these things. And now I'm failing, right? So all of those things are going on in your head. But internally, why do you feel so strongly about this? Okay. And that is where we are going to get to the magic of a trigger. That is where we are going to unearth those beautiful values that you feel so strongly about that you can bring forward. So, even right now, like if you're not currently a parent with young kids, think about your triggers. And maybe they're triggers from your past. Like maybe you're not triggered by them right now because you're not living with the people who triggered you. (laughs) But think about some of those strong triggers from your past and try to unearth what is going on. So first of all, awareness. Second of all, flesh out that awareness. What's going on in my thoughts? What's going on in my heart and feelings? What's going on in my physical body? When I have those triggers and what's going on in my gut instinct, what does my gut tell me? And when we go over those four areas, you're going to get a better picture of what you're experiencing. And then think about what is the value behind why I feel so strongly about this thing. And when we're looking for that value, I don't want you to blame the other person. We're not like saying that person sucks. That person is wrong. That person's always wrong. I don't want you to even think about the other person. I want you to think about your value? What is that feeling underneath representing for you? And sometimes our trigger wants to blame the other person, right? Like you made me feel this way. You are this, you are that, but that is not where we want to go. That is not healthy. We want to stay internal. We want to find out internally, what are those strong things, the strong values that we are feeling, because as we bring those forward, we're going to feel more confident in our daily choices. We're going to feel more confident in our capabilities. We're going to feel more confident in our tools and techniques to use every single day. We're going to feel more confident and we're going to align our actions, our everyday actions with our internal values and that is where the magic happens okay awesome i hope you love this discussion of triggers it's going to keep going. Triggers are such a big deal. (laughs) They really, truly are. And they are one of my favorite things to work with because they are strong and they are intense and they have this big pull. So we want to work with them. We want to heal them, but we also want to find out what are those strong, powerful feelings underneath so that we can utilize those in positive ways. Just a reminder, check the show notes for the sign up for the parenting beyond your triggers webinar coming up February 6th, share it with all your friends and family. I would love to have as many people as possible on that live call. And I will talk to you soon. Have a wonderful week. I'm so glad that you found a tad bit crunchy. You can show your love by leaving a review and sharing the show. Reviews help the podcast to be seen by more curious and intentional women just like you. And of course, sharing the podcast is how we can help more and more folks create a natural and holistic foundation for their health. If you share on social media, be sure to tag me at Whitney Bean Coaching so I can show some love. Thanks, guys.